Welcome to Treasured Talks, the podcast where we speak up. We're going to talk personally about ourselves, other people, the past, the present, and our hopes for the future, unhidden and unmasked. Treasure means the stored thing. Let's talk about the valuable lessons stored within our experiences together. Some episodes will feature only me, while most will feature interviews with guests who I feel have valuable treasure to share. I believe that by opening up together, we can encourage and help each other see how all things can be turned for good. Let's start talking. Hello, everyone. This is the fourth episode of Treasure Talks, and I am super excited. I have uh, two close friends here, Damien and Kennedy Nash, and they will be married for four years this coming September. And they've already written a book together. The book actually came out the first year they were married, right? First year you were married? That's correct. And so it is called Completely Married. And so, of course, I wanted them to talk about marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Damien and Kennedy, thank you so much for uh, being on Treasure Talks with me. Uh, Four years married. Damien, tell me the best part about being married and then tell me the hardest part about being married and Kennedy you do the same wow so thank you so much for having us and our son Josiah who's upstairs but the best thing about marriage is growing with somebody in the Lord together Mm -hmm. one of the things that we do or we started doing like on a very first week when we got back from our honeymoon was do Bible studies together and I think that has enriched our marriage to a point where I can trust her to stand in front of people because I seen her you know speak and do Bible studies and present in front of me yeah and so she can actually you know break down scriptures and actually take people through the Bible um, I think that is just so awesome you know and I want you to expand a little bit on what the vision because that was something that you guys talked about before you got married what would be the vision for you guys as a couple expand and share with the audience what that is so one of the things that we we wanted to do is not just be an ordinary couple Mm -hmm. right we wanted to bring glory to God you know, in our marriage. And so that meant to be on YouTube. So we, you know, we have a social media platform where we talk about relationships, marriage, just, you know, we call it from the womb to the tomb, right? We want you to be a complete person Mm -hmm. um, in Christ, you know, your whole life. And so that vision was, you know, not to be boring, but (laughs) to uh, glorify God and show that people could live a joyous plus you know have a divine relationship that means something in the world and you guys 
started your relationship on the same page in terms of what your vision is and what yeah. you guys want to do. She had to read my book too. Oh, she had <laughs> she to. Had, like she, she literally was forced to. <laughs> Our first date, which he tricked me into, no. we're not going to get to that on the podcast, but. He gifted me, though, with his book, and it was funny because I've always wanted to read it, and I just never got a chance to. And so he said, you know, before we get together, we need to be on the same page. So read this book, and if you, you know, agree with it, then we can move forward. So it's and really that's attractive. Single. That was the completely single book. <laughs> completely know? single, yes. Yeah. Um, so you have to share as well what the hardest thing the, about being The hardest is. thing about marriage is that my wife is a mirror. Right. And I'm not saved. I thought I was saved, like really saved. Save, save. But it's like, bro, like you got stuff to work out, mm-hmm. you know, working out your quote unquote salvation, that sanctification. And so there are certain things that she will not let me off the hook because <laughs> I'm representing not just her, but God. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's the toughest part for me. What about you, babe? Like. So for the best part, I would say um, just it seems like we always have like a slumber party every every night. It's just like we are very we have a good time. We laugh a lot. Yes, we have, you know, moments of conflict and stuff, but we truly have a good time. And so just being together um, a lot because we, you know, ministry together, work together and stuff like that. But we just have a good time. And that's one of our pillars as well, too, which is joy. joy so yeah. we want to first live on purpose, but also enjoying life together. And so we have a lot of laughs and just sitting and laughing to, till we cry on silly stuff. And so we, we try and laugh a lot in our marriage. Um, and so the hardest part would definitely have to be yeah, a little bit with humility. Pride does not last in a marriage like if you're trying to really um have god at the center the holy spirit is going to have you repenting a lot and so that's like the hardest part it's like you have to swallow pride a lot in marriage it's so hard because again like he said you think you're saved you're the hottest (laughs) thing out there i've been walking with jesus and then he's like okay well let me let me use your spouse to chisel away that flesh and so yeah (laughs) and so having to repent but it's a good, a good, a needed repentance. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's so good. I definitely uh, understand the, you know, you think you're, you're doing pretty well. And the Lord's like, mm, come here real quick. Vision was something that was really important being on the same page. And I've seen uh, marriages and couples that are clearly they are clearly not on the same page and it just seems like an absolute recipe for misery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see the difference in that you guys are in line, uh, in position with the same vision and how that's made a difference as you guys are walking through, you know, easy things and as you're walking through tough things. Yeah. So uh, in the midst, you know, being married, obviously, when it's hunky-dory and fun, that's great. But what about when it gets a little tough? Like, what are what is advice that you would give to people uh, when they're struggling with something or they're going through a hard season or one of them is going through a hard season? Like, what kind of encouragement would you give to people? I would say keep um, covenant at the forefront. A lot of times the world says if it's tough, just quit. If it's tough, find something else. And so when you understand that it's just a season and that you made a covenant to 
um, stay with this person for forever and just saying, no, we're going to get through this. You know, if it's not going to kill us, we're going to get through it. And so just having that um, an eternity and mindset and knowing that you're not alone in your marriage. If God is in it, then you have someone who's fighting for you as well. And so a lot of times we need to tap into that third person, the marriage, which is the Holy Spirit to um, give us discernment as well. Like when what is my spouse going through? You know, Lord, give me spiritual insight. Like, is this a spiritual attack? Is this due to sin? Is this due to heart and heart? What is it? And then praying and just believing that God will see you through. It's so good. I think what you were talking about was the vision, going back to the vision and seeing if you are on the same page. Also, what we do is fast and pray often, like not just at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. but throughout the year fasting and praying because there might be some spiritual stuff now now we do not hear this a lot but there might be some spiritual demonic activity that is blocking something in your marriage and you Mm -hmm. have to go and you have to dig and so many times we don't see couples digging deep enough Mm -hmm. to poke the bear and say okay what is it what is that thing that is blocking us from unity? Because God, when Jesus was on the earth, he, he prayed that we'll be unified, not just in the body of Christ, but specifically in our marriages. We need to be unified. So fasting and prayer. So, you know, in reference to what it was that you were just talking about with, there could be something spiritual, there could be something that is demonic that's a hindering Mm -hmm. you know obstacle and your advice is for couples to dig together what does that look like practically like how do you guys do that so over the last couple what do you say four weeks five weeks god told me we needed to pray together pray together yeah about five like yeah Mm -hmm. so five weeks ago i was in prayer and, you know, I have my, my own time with God and my devotional time with God. But if this is the strongest union on earth, we need to talk to God together mm-hmm. on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on a practical level, every night before we go to bed, we try to pray together. And be in you and you know just bring our faults to the Lord, repent, do whatever we need to do, and we don't want to go to bed without you know that. And so now again we have a son, and I think we miss one or two days, but yeah, now it's like we're praying together, and we can tell, and you can tell too. It's like oh we're unified, and people sat down with us before at dinner, and it's like. I haven't seen a couple this unified because we pray Mm. together. Yeah. And maybe someone who's watching that you would like to do that with your spouse, but the other spouse isn't there or might be the one that has a hardened heart or might be drifting away. You still pray because you have a covenant marriage. You have legal authority in the spirit realm to war 
um, anything that is trying to come against the covenant, because like Damien said, the marriage covenant is the strongest union on earth. And so you digging deep alone, you praying and fasting for your spouse. And usually when there's a drift in that, it's more than just your marriage that's on the line. It's their salvation. And so fighting um, and praying like, Lord, save them, give them a heart of repentance, soften their heart. Um, And so also living a life of humility in front of your spouse and serving them and loving them unconditionally, not nagging them, but just knowing that it's a spiritual war. And so you need to be humble in the physical and serving them, but in behind closed doors, fighting in the spirit and prayer and fasting that God will turn it around and reveal, give you strategies as well at what specific spirit could it be at play and pleading, um, for God to deliver. Yeah. I'm wondering, um, I want, you know, we want to speak to the single people as well. What are some things that you advise for single people to do if, you know, they know that they want to be married one day, they're still single. What should they do in order to prepare? You know, I think one of the biggest things is to serve in the gifting God has given you. So many times we try to enter into another season, but we don't have, like you said, the vision Mm -hmm. for what God has called us to do. Yeah. That's and we're not (laughs) we're not ready to share our vision with another person because why would God give you a quote unquote helpmate as I'm, and I'm speaking to the men here. Why would God give you a helpmate if you don't have nothing to help? You know, like if you don't have nothing to do, why would God give you that helpmate? You'll be just wasting that person's time. Yeah. Right? And so find, find a place to serve with, without money, uh, whether it's your church, whether it's a nonprofit, and one of the funniest things that I heard a lot is once you're you're in that place of service and in serving God and serving the, the those people that God has called you to, sometimes God has that person right there serving right next to you, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh man, God needs to see me. He's like, if you just go downtown and serve those people that's on your, been on your heart for the last ten years your wife or your husband right there. You know, so I tell people all the time, just go serve. Go find a place to, you know, roll up your sleeves and serve God in. Yeah, that's so good. And also in that season, trying to get yourself in a position to where if God were to bring you that spouse, that you'd be ready for them. Because a lot of times we think that we're ready and we're really not, that we would sabotage the relationship if God brought someone to. And so that's what I loved about Completely Single is that you become the right one before finding the right one. And it doesn't mean that you're perfect, but are you in a healthy situation? Like, can you not damage another brother or yeah. sister um, in Christ in the relationship? And so um, just making sure that you're healed from past hurts, making sure that you're living a holy life, staying away from sexual sin, and also knowing um, your identity in Christ. So you're not looking for someone to become an idol or fill voids and, you know, finding identity in. Because after a while, when we've been waiting for so long, and if we don't believe that God's going to bring us something, we're going to start settling. 
And then the enemy lo would love to hook you up with one of his little demons, his little, his wow. little sons, his little baby kids. Wow. Um, and so making sure that, hey, I know God has someone for me. I'm not going to have a poverty mindset thinking that there's no good men or good women out there. There are. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on what God has called me to do and trust that in the right time, he will um, lead me to the right person. That's so good. I think. You said something that my dad, it just reminded me. My dad told me before I entered the relationship with you. He said, Damien, I want you to understand that when you're dating a female, she is a sister in Christ. You had to slow down there. Mm -hmm. Are you seeking a sister in Christ? Do you see them as a sister in Christ? And so if I say, okay, she is a sister in Christ, that means I'm going to treat her as such. Like, this is a daughter of the Most High God. And yeah, so, she's royalty. She's royalty. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to treat her that way. I'm not trying to take advantage of her. I'm not trying to sleep with her. No, I'm seeing her at church. I'm seeing her wherever I serve. But I think that is so huge. A lot of people have not walked into that revelation, you know, came into that re revelation. My dad had to tell me before he passed away yeah. that, you know, the next person, which is Kennedy, was, was Kennedy, that you... And will be forevermore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> but yeah, that she's going to be a sister in Christ. And mm -hmm. then for the ladies, a brother in Christ. So do yeah. you see them that way? So, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was... Um... I think that's spot on. It's definitely something that I, I talked about in my creating your vision podcast is that you need to figure out what the vision for your life is. Mm. And that's work that you have to do individually. It's work that you have to do by yourself with the Lord. And you have to be willing to, you know, potentially even separate yourself in order to really figure out God, what is it that you have for me? But once you come, you know what that is, and you come out of that place, that's when, you know, who knows what's going to happen. That's so good. So um, I want to, so we, we're speaking to the people or address the people who know that they want to get married one day. What would you say to people who, you know, they, they grew up, they didn't have great examples of what marriage looks like. What advice would you give to them? They don't know if they want to get married. There are some people who, you know, never will, but there are some people who they are supposed to get married. It is, you know, a part of God's plan for them, but they're maybe they're scared or fearful because of what they witnessed growing up. What advice would you give them? For me, I would say look in the garden, um, Adam and Eve, the first established married couple didn't have an example they had to figure it out through God and through um, trial and error. <laughs> um, but knowing that if you do anything or not do anything out of fear, that's not what God has mm. for you. Um, that goes for anything. And so getting to the root issue of that and letting God heal those wounds um, and knowing that you can, he can teach you whatever you need to know. The spirit of God can teach you his word. That's where we get, majority of our marriage content is through the word that he's able to um, highlight certain things. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Like you can experience something different that you haven't um, seen before. Oh, here it is. But also if you are figuring it out, get around married couples that do have um, a godly marriage that can 
teach you and train you. So marriage mentors being around, I think that's great even for single people to still be around married people just to learn um, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I think just asking the Lord, seeking him to get the root issue of why you don't want to. Yeah. Mine was really trying to piggyback off of yours, babe, where I heard the word, word dwell. And we did a Bible study on that, right? Of if I don't know where I where I want to go, what what track that God is leading me on to, I need to just learn how to dwell with him and be satisfied with God yeah. in that space, mm-hmm. right? And so dwelling is I'm dwelling and tabernacling with God in my work. So at work, inviting God there in my in my playtime. Because a lot of people was like, oh, I want to play, but I don't want to invite God. No, invite God in your playtime, too, because some of the play is probably unrighteous play, right? Also, in in my walk, in my daily walk with him, I'm in dwelling with him and in what I say. Mm-hmm. And so when I speak, am I speaking just crazy stuff and not, you know, having God in mind? On how I'm speaking to brothers and sisters in Christ. How how am I speaking to people who are not believers? And so just learning how to invite God in every area in your life. um, Because he might be preparing your heart for the right one. And we have to know that God created marriage. And so marriage is good. Um, It's not something we have to be fearful of, especially if we see, um, you know, the statistics, divorce rate, about 50 percent of marriages end up in divorce. We don't have to be a part of that statistic. But also I love in First Corinthians seven, when Paul talks about. Um, you know, if you have sexual desires, you probably need to get married, not just rushing it, but the gift of singleness is there, but also there's a gift to get married. Marriage is good, but it's not the ultimate goal that everyone has to um, do. And so I love what he says later on in that chapter, you know, whatever you do, do what is best, whether you get married or you stay single, do whatever will be best for you to serve the Lord with as few distractions as possible. And so um, if God has called you to marriage because he has specific things that he wants to, um, whether birth you and legacy or whatever it may be, then that's going to be good. And he's going to lead you through that and you can overcome any obstacles. But maybe for some people, God desires for you to be single and that you will be able to best serve him that way. And so just figuring it out in that dwelling time um, to see what God has for you. And don't be afraid to surrender of whatever that is, whether that's surrendering the desire for marriage or surrendering the not desire for marriage, that you want to be single forever. God's like, no, I want, I desire my plans for you are to be married. And he says it is good. And also surrender to trauma because mm. there might have been some trauma that you've seen, witnessed, or even experienced that God says, I need you to give that up because mm-hmm. this is blocking you from entering into a union. Yeah, uh, I think definitely um, I like that you guys are saying, you know, marriage is good. If it's for you, it's a good thing, no matter what it is that you've seen or experienced in the past. But um, in speaking to people who may be single and may be listening to this, if you do desire to have marriage, don't put your life on hold in the present moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like continue working, like you guys said, on whatever it is that is, whatever your goals are, work towards them, like keep going forward. Because so many people, I feel like they, 
they want marriage so bad they just stop their own lives. They idolize it, yeah. Yeah, it, it becomes an idol and they, they don't have any personal goals that they're really working towards and all that they are wanting and desiring and looking for is who can I date, who can I date, who can I date? And, you know, they're not moving forward in their own life and in their own purpose. And there is a purpose for you in whatever season of life that you are in. There is a purpose for you. Um, so move forward in that. So uh, what I want you guys to, you know, share uh, really quickly is a quick summary of completely married. Like what, you know, take us through the journey of that book. Kennedy, you want to yeah. start? So, um, like we said, completely married is the sequel to Damien's first book, completely single. And so what we did, um, is we journaled, uh, what we learned through our courting season. So it's mm -hmm. not just about marriage because you might be like, well, they're newly married. How do they write a marriage book in one year? But it's really the roadmap to marriage and where we have the three pillars of, um, accountability. What does that look like? Boundaries, having a good boundary, um, to so where you can walk to the altar in holiness that is pleasing to God, but also um, vision that we talked about. And so making sure that we're desiring a godly marriage, not just the sake for being married and having a fancy wedding to cluster on social media, but what is the kingdom marriage? And so we have um, we we pinned down all the different um, advice that we learned through our counselors, our pastors and mentors, and also um, digged in the Bible to get a biblical perspective of marriage, of what the covenant marriage is. So we know the goal. Just because you are dating doesn't mean that you're going to get married. Mm -hmm. But the end goal was we're in this because we are going to see if this will lead to marriage. And so it, it leads the wasting time and playing games. It's like, hey, we're in this because we're trying to see if this is something that God wants. But if it's not, then, you know, we are going to be a better Christian for that. And we so. also talk about sex in the book um, mm -hmm. and what that looks like. I was a virgin when I entered into marriage. And so we, we really want to, you know, talk about that. We also talk about the original intent of male and female because there's so much confusion out in the world and so we went back into genesis and broke that down what is the original intent just to be a male and a female mm -hmm. we talked about we we get we had some the acronyms for husband and wife uh, or helper you had yeah. whelper help i said whelper <laughs> helper yeah. um how to how to be a husband and a helper mm -hmm. and also we had wedding planning marriage planning <laughs> the wedding actually the wedding mm -hmm. and the, one of the last i guess the last chapter talks about discipleship and i have never seen that in a book on marriage about if we are disciples individually when we come into a marriage we're one mm -hmm. and so we should reach back and say what is a couple that I see that mm. might need some help mm. on this journey? Yeah. And so we, we talk about that. Yeah. So in a nutshell, to sum it all up, it is a roadmap from courting to marriage and beyond. And so if you're a single, we think this is a great book for you to read to prepare yourself. Mm. But also if you are in um, a dating relationship and you're like, is this the one? Are we in the right track or whatnot? It's a great way to lead in towards that. But also married couples, if you're desiring to 
maybe get your marriage in order or even be a disciple to help other couples walk to the altar. And so it's a great book that we think everyone can really benefit from. Yes, definitely. I I agree. And the book just sounds absolutely amazing. And I hope if there's anyone out here who's looking for something that is, you know, helping them in their season of singlehood, or they might be dating somebody definitely look into uh, purchasing completely married and you can get it on Amazon. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys as well. So you got you made the choice, you got married, you found some the person that you thought was for you. Let's say we're 10 years in and you're thinking to yourself, I married the wrong person. This is not anything that I pictured this relationship being. What advice would you give to that person? So what I what I see there is, is there some abuse? There's there's some, you know, and they call it the AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, abuse. What is the other one? Right. Uh, adultery and yeah. abandonment yeah. right and so we have to look at that and see what the scriptures say about that we, for me it's you can work it out but one of the things that you know I really try to tell people and preach to them is if you think that's they're the wrong person okay but let's surrender what your vision was and what their vision was and come together now and say, okay, God, all things, not just some things, all things can work together for the good, for those who love God. And so just submitting your plans and see what God can do with us. And I think it goes back to covenant. Um, You might think you made the wrong person, And maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but you're in covenant now. Mm -hmm. And so what are you going to do um, to help fulfill that covenant? I think so much, especially in the Western culture, that we base relationships on love, Mm -hmm. the feeling of love, Mm -hmm. not unconditional agape love. But, you know, yeah. And so, you know, and they're like, oh, I no longer love them. We just fell out of love or we grew apart. Then you were doing marriage the wrong way Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be off of a choice that I'm going to choose every day to be committed to this person and to love them like Christ loved the church. And so removing the feeling of, yes, that's important. Yes, you want to love and all that stuff. I'm the emotional love, but the foundation should be Christ. If you are a, a godly couple, the foundation is Christ and the spirit and you're moving to the spirit, the emotional physical and then all the cherry on top is the sex and the love and all that but even like in the the eastern side they don't do the love based on why you get married they do it because of you know whether money um status or just this is what it is and so we're going to work to stay together and they say they stay together longer they stay together longer but also inviting god to restore Mm -hmm. so many times we try and have this picture of what it is and it's like man but that was never god's picture for your marriage and so getting a picture getting his perspective he can redeem all things and so that's when you need to get in prayer lord change my heart change my my mind and help me to love this person as you have loved me unconditionally because your word says you will never leave us 
or forsake us. Christ is married to his his bride and he will never leave us. And so we might not be what he envisioned as of right now, but we're going to get there. We're going to be sanctified. And so we have to continue to give our, our spouse grace because none of us are, are saved. <laughs> we have some icky things that need to be dealt with, but give him grace. Allow God to work on you and your spouse and be committed till death do you part. When you say none of us are saved, you're talking about too saved. Too saved yeah, yeah, too saved. Perfect. No, no one is perfect. perfect. Okay. Yes, no one's perfect. Um, I wanted to go back really quickly to the A's that you discussed. Abuse, uh, adultery, I think you said, and abandonment. Um, So if that is what you're experiencing in your relationship and have been for a while, you know, what is the advice that you would give in those situations? You you need to go into counseling, um, come into the church, Mm -hmm. get people, like you said, seasoned, whether it's the ministers, um, your counselors at church, and see if you can rectify that reconcile um, right but i know paul preaches to us through jesus christ that we should live in peace yeah so try to live in peace and so that is the heart of i believe what the scriptures teaches us to live in peace but if somebody is um, threatening life and stuff like that then yeah there, there needs to be a next step to to you know protect life and to protect the kids and and things like that yeah and so jesus talked about it especially um i believe it was in matthew what 19 verse 19 19, when um the pharisees and them were trying to trap him and he said well what did god say He, he said in the beginning he made a male and female um, and that they shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh and let nothing separate what God has joined together. And it said that Moses, because of the hardness of um, their heart, that he permitted divorce, but that was not God's original intent. And so in the aspect of adultery and no, I have not been through it, but there needs to be a moment of, yes, separation, um, getting counseling, getting healing, but don't automatically choose a divorce um especially if it's the person of the offender um has a heart change a true repentance and so walking it out allowing god to soften the heart and seeing what he can redeem and restore we know of um tons of couples that god has restored their marriage and now they have a ministry of helping other couples um overcome infidelity in a marriage i know it's hard it's not something i can um relate to but we know that god's heart has always been reconciliation um and so allowing him again inviting people in don't walk it alone um but just allowing god to just do what he does best and that could be reconciliation i think what you're saying is divorce was not god's original intent but every time we see divorce there's sin Mm -hmm. and sin was not god's original intent either Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's important to note, you know, divorce was not in God's original plan, but sin sometimes does come in and that just, you know, is the result of that. Sometimes Uh, adultery, I think, as you were mentioning, is something that you can definitely work through if the person truly is repentant and truly has turned and wants to, you know, come back in the same thing with abandonment um abuse i would definitely suggest you know if you are in danger your kids are in danger to leave that situation whatever is going to be safest for you but um 
marriage is, you know, a picture of Christ and his bride. It literally is heaven on earth. That's, you know, what the goal for it is. And so marriage is an absolutely beautiful thing. I think you guys are a fabulous representation of it. And your (laughs) little baby Josiah, he's just so happy and so peaceful. And I think he's just a representation of you guys and a representation of what happens behind the scenes in your home. So I think that's, that's so important. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I definitely will have you both back on okay. again. <laughs> I, know, I felt like we were just getting to like the meat and the we meat, were. Oh my, this is over now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was such a good conversation. We'll definitely talk again. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, my Instagram, if you want to follow, is Kimani W. And uh, we will talk again soon. Bye, guys. See ya.